Welcome to Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly. And today you're in for a treat with this episode because we are going to go live in front of a studio audience, but not actually in a studio per se. Think ATMs. That's right. We taped this episode in a bank and not just any bank. Talking Points visited Chase's first flagship branch in the heart of New York City. It's a brand new space at 390 Madison Avenue and This is one of the most innovative bank branches I've ever been in. In fact, it almost seems more like an airport first-class lounge. It's got amazing amenities and design elements for creating a super unique and modern environment for anyone who walks through their doors. So if you're in New York City, check out this cool branch at 390 Madison Ave. Today, I'm sitting down with the head of branch banking and wealth management at J.P. Morgan Chase. Pam Cotaspati. We're going to talk about everything from, it's smart too to have a small business credit card. They don't affect your utilization, which is an important factor of your personal score. And of course, TPG's origin and my spirit animal. Celine Dion is telling me to pursue a full-time career as the points guy. I also tackle some audience Q&As, so sit back, tune in, and safe travels. Hi, everybody, and welcome We are broadcasting live from our flagship branch at 390 Madison Avenue in New York, but we are delighted to welcome our colleagues and clients in dozens of branches around the U.S. And we are delighted to welcome you today to one of our Chase Chats. And a Chase Chat is simply an opportunity for us to bring in our customers to talk about topics that are really important to them. It could be about retirement or saving for children's education or a really hot topic like how to use rewards points from your credit card to live your life's dreams. And that's the topic for today. So we have a terrific crowd here, and we are so honored and delighted to have Brian Kelly, the points guy, the preeminent expert in how to use your points to have a wonderful experiences. So welcome, Brian, to the stage. Thank you. So have a seat. So Brian, this is a terrific moment for me because uh, last time circle. we were together, <laughs> things are coming full circle. You were interviewing me uh, when I was in the card business, and we were launching Sapphire Reserve. So now I get to turn the tables a little bit turn and it. interview you. I'm so. nervous. No, <laughs> this is, well, first of all, this is so beautiful. I've never. I know there, it's a gorgeous. I don't even branch. think you can call this a branch. I mean, it's like a. It's an experience. It's, it's yeah, an it's advice an center. It's so yeah. much more. So we are so excited to have you and. Before we get into the meat of the conversation around points and perks and how to take the best advantage of those, we wanted to get to know you a little bit better. So um, a little bird told me that although you're known for points and travel, you actually started off in finance, fact or fiction? Sort of fact. Well, I mean, I worked at Morgan Stanley, but I was in HR. So some people in finance say, you can't say you worked, you know, on Wall Street because I was a lowly HR person, but I was doing all of our recruiting for technology and for our campus recruiting. So I was running the intern programs and stuff, but that's where I started traveling like crazy, banking tons of points by being smart about my business travel, my credit cards, and that's what led me. That's where you got the bug for travel. Yes, basically. And it was, you know, during the 07 to 2011, so it was a tough time, but uh, so I was traveling a ton and and getting millions of of points. points. Not dollars, but points. So the other thing we thought maybe just to get to know you, would you mind if we just did a little bit of a speed round with you? A lightning round. Okay, you ready, guys? So bucket list travel experience. 
I highly recommend the Maldives. Um, they're really far away, but there's just something to be said about being in the middle of the Indian Ocean on a speck of sand, no cars, the stars, the sea. It's like a totally unbelievable beach getaway. Oh, oh my gosh, it's on my list too. And you can use points to get there and stay at some of the nicest hotels. All right. Window seat or aisle seat? Definitely window seat. You get the best view. I'm also a little paranoid on planes that the overhead bins are going to open up and come and kill me. So <laughs> I was going to say, with those long legs, you yeah, might have been I'm an aisle guy, seven, but your window. So being on planes, I, I think using the airplane lavatory standing up, if there's ever turbulence, that's my time to go. <laughs> so what's your packing essential other than, of course, your credit card? I never leave home without Bose QC35 headphones. So, you know, I love kids. Kids on planes can be bothersome at times, but if you've got your trusty noise-canceling headphones, matter. and I actually, a lot of time, I don't even listen to music on them. I kind of meditate, put them on, put the noise-canceling on, and either read a book or just sit and admire the You can be zen no matter what's yeah. going on around you. Number one travel time saver. So I highly recommend, so Global Entry is $100 every five years. There are certain credit cards that will offer it, like the Sapphire Reserve. And with that, you also get TSA PreCheck. But I also recommend if you're a frequent traveler, especially on Delta, um, United now has a partnership with Clear. Yes. It's $179 a year, less if you have status. And it actually bumps you to the front of the TSA pre-check line. You can handle the daggers that people stare at you when you're like cutting. You know, the pre-check line is the fast one. And then when you bump up to the fast one, so you got to have a thick skin. Okay. Last question. What's your go-to road trip song? Well, you know, I have a fondness for Celine Dion. She's sort of my spirit animal. <laughs> she had a song called Taking Chances. Um, and when I was deciding whether to leave my job at Morgan Stanley, everyone in my life was like, you're insane. There's no such thing as a okay blogger. You can't be a travel blogger. It's not a real job. And she had this song called Taking Chances. And I was walking through Midtown as I was going to 757th Avenue. And I was listening to it. And I had this like, out-of-body experience. It's you know, about taking chances, jumping off a ledge, not knowing you know, what's below. Yeah. And I was like, this song speaks to me. Like, this song is Celine Dion is telling me to pursue a full-time career as the points guy. <laughs> and I, so Celine is like my spirit animal. I actually told her that story when I met her like four years ago. And then I met her recently, and she said, well, do you need to, me to make another song for you? <laughs> for the next and chapter. And I was like panicking. She's like the one person that really makes me starstruck. And she just came out with a new song called Flying on My Own, and it's all about flying, you know, on the runway. I was like, she, she made that song for me. She, so. she was thinking of you. So she was Dion thinking of you. Launch the point sky. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So listen, we did want to talk a little bit about credit cards, and yes. many of us have one or more credit mm -hmm. cards in our wallet, but you study this all the time. Help us think through how to select the card that's best for yeah. us, for each person. The first thing you want to do is just take a look at what are you spending your money on. I know a lot of people, if you live in New York City or, you know, and you're taking public transit um, or you're paying for parking, and look at the categories. and. You know, on cards like the Sapphire Reserve, like travel, what people don't realize, travel includes MTA. It includes parking, tolls, a whole bunch of other categories. And that's 3x points. You know, the goal is to try to earn more than one point per dollar. As a consumer, that's, you know, the more points, the better. But, you know, with freedom, there's rotating really rich 5x categories. So it can be dizzying to kind of think about, but you guys make it fun for consumers that where we can mix and match you know, have a credit card if you have a small business that yeah. is really rich. So the number one credit card that I earn my points on is my Inc. Preferred because we spend so much on online advertising at the Points Guy. 
And even though I've sold the company, part of the deal when I sold was that I would still get to run all of our millions of dollars of expenses on my personal credit cards, which my <laughs> that was like, part of the, which the fine my print of the at agreement. Times will call me and be like, "Did you just spend a million dollars on Facebook?" And I'm like, "It's fine. We'll get paid. It's all about the points." It's They're all like, about the You're points. You're giving me a, a heart attack, but so yeah. I mean, so look at what you spend your money on, and then choose cards. And if you don't want to deal with it, you know, the Freedom Unlimited is a no-brainer, no fee, one and a half points on everything. You don't have to think. You, you just think know you're always it. going to get that. And you can use it yeah. for travel or anything. So when we last spoke and we were talking about the launch of Sapphire Reserve, we had a conversation about the fact that a lot of credit cards have obviously really rich points offerings, but they also have other perks. When yeah. you think about that balance of points and perks, what are some of the perks that you look for or the benefits or insurances? So recently, Wow Air, which was a great, cheap airline that flew to Iceland, all of a sudden went under. And the wacky thing about airlines is when the funding dries up, there's no more flights. So we had so many TPG readers stuck in Reykjavik, which is a crazy expensive city to begin with. And they're like, what do we do? My airline's no longer. And if anyone who booked on the Sapphire cards had $10,000 in trip interruption coverage. And every single one of our readers we talked to, instead of waiting for, you know, because your airline, they're not going to rebook you because they don't exist anymore. So they were able to book expensive last minute flights and Chase fully reimburse them. It's up to $10,000. Other issuers, you know, we have a blog post outlining, most other big issuers that you think might have protection actually don't. Um, some of them have recently rolled it back, whereas Chase has held strong with that trip interruption. So that peace of mind is a huge perk. You know, and then the other stuff, the fun stuff, you know, the lounges, priority yes. pass, with the Chase card, makes going to the airport that much better. And then also, I love going to events and experiences. Sundance, if you've never done it, if you have Chase products, um, Chase does Sundance really, really well. Normally at film festivals, you, you're waiting in the freezing cold and Chase with your partnership and the house on Main. It's, it's pretty cool, the right? The VIP way to do Sundance. I haven't done it in the last year or two, but I think I, think I gotta go back this year. And you know, we just find that so many of our customers they have a lot of points. They want the travel for air, hotel, but some of these experiences yeah. that they couldn't, you know, curate on their own yep. and are kind of once in a life, whether it's Sundance or yeah, you, going to a sports event. What are some of the event. other ones? Because you, you guys now have the, events, the stadiums. Yes, and, yes. And, and I know at MSG, when I go to concerts, I get my VIP entry. It's pretty cool, right? Because you just feel like it's a, it's a special experience, it, a yeah. behind-the-ropes experience. Yeah. So that's awesome. So... Tell us, or maybe just give us one example of just an incredible experience that you've had using almost virtually all points. All points. Well, I love, every year, I take my parents on a trip. They're recently retired. You're they're, a good son. They're super fun. My mom hates being on Instagram, and, and now she's such a diva, she'll actually <laughs> demand that I pay for a blowout for her before she comes. <laughs> so I've created a monster. I think deep down she actually loves being on Instagram. She has fans now when we go to our TPG events, like, She'll have more people waiting to talk to her than me. So. That's awesome. Um, but I think my favorite trip was I took them to Ghana. So I do a lot of work. We do a lot of charity work at the Points Guy. I'm the global ambassador for an organization called Peace Jam. And we're basically the organization to take 14 of the world's best Nobel Peace Prize winners from the Dalai Lama to Desmond Tutu. And we actually take them around the world and do these conferences for kids to kind of create oh that gosh. next generation of nonviolent leader. And we have a curriculum based on all these different laureates. Um, and basically how kids in tough communities especially can take the learnings of, of these Nobel Peace Prize winners, these people who have been through you know, hell and back, but yet you know, accomplished amazing things like ending civil wars using peace, peaceful methods. So my parents had always heard about my work with them, and it was kind of funny. They, they had never been to Africa, and every time I went, 
you know, they were like, be careful. And they, you know, you, in the media, people have misconceptions about a lot of places on this earth. And so we redeemed all of our points and flew on Delta. We used our United miles transferred from Chase to go to Tanzania on Ethiopian Air. But they got to see firsthand, and, and my parents fell in love with Ghana. Uh -huh. They actually ended up connecting with one of our Peace Jam kids and ended up sponsoring him to go to college. And oh now he's uh, basically an unofficial son of my parents. He actually writes these beautifully flowerful language, like for Mother's Day. I'm like, he's totally one-upping me now because he sends like <laughs> handwritten scrolls to my parents, like, dearest Suzanne and Brian. So taking my parents on that trip and then also going on safari, that's another bucket list trip. If you've never been on safari, it it's is- It's a must do. You know, I, I've been on four or five now. So to, to wake up in the middle of, you know, the, the Serengeti with my parents, safari, I didn't, at the time, I think if I would have had my Sapphire Reserve then, this was right before the reserve launched. Um, but so yeah, taking my parents to Africa um, and, and doing, you know, giving back while doing it, I think is the best way to That's use it. That's incredible. What an incredible story. And I always have talk you, to you about my seven-year-old, right? I have seven-year-old twin boys, and that is on maybe one or two more years, but that's on our bucket list Oh yeah, because I think sure. they say like nine is like a good yeah. age for, for them. Um, but so you, your husband's Australian. How do you, do you use your points to go down under? We do actually. So my husband's Australian and he's actually born in Tasmania. People sometimes get it confused with Tanzania, but it's a very different yes, place much different. in Australia. But um, every year we have to save up lots of yeah. points because with two small children, we don't want to, yeah. you know, disrupt people all around us. So we try to get seats that are they're good and far away from you others. Know, you know, wait. So wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> try you to book, protect them a little bit. You book your kids away from you. No. Wait, oh, no. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> try to get us close together close in, a, in a bit of a corner of the plane. God, I, I worry it. more okay. about the other passengers. But, but do you know who's a huge fan of Tasmania? I just had her on my podcast. Martha Stewart. Yes, she yes. was just there. She Martha Stewart was just there. Enough. It's beautiful. So maybe it should be on your bucket list. Maybe. Put it on. Um, let's go. Let's go right now. But I love your passion for giving back, and I know that we've partnered with you yep. on something called the Rainbow Railroad yep. Donation Program. Do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah. and why it's so important to you? So. About three years ago, I was reading the New York Times, and there was this article about gay concentration camps in Chechnya. And I get chills even thinking about it now. And I remember reading and thinking, you know, so in Chechnya, there's, uh, you know, the, the government leadership basically doesn't believe that LG, being LGBT is a thing, and they want to rid their region of the oh scourge of being gay. And they actually have these camps, and people are being tortured and killed and being disappeared. And I remember thinking, this is 2017, like, it's not true, this, this can't be true, but then, you know, Human Rights Watch and New York Times are not, you know, gossip rags, and I ended up learning more about it. How can we help these people? And so there's an organization called Rainbow Railroad, very similar to the Underground Railroad that during, you know, slavery helped get people to safety. It's a network of volunteers and activists around the world, and in places like Jamaica's actually a really bad place for LGBT people. So we actually get the most at-risk people and we get them to safety. So we fly them, so we use frequent flyer miles. Since then, we've saved a ton of people. I've actually got That's to amazing. meet with the group of the Chechens who are now in Toronto and, you know, slashes on their faces. Like, this is a reality in our world. And, you know, I'm gay and out and able to live an incredible life, being authentically me. And, and I think, um, you know, it's just important to note not everyone has that. So Rainbow Railroad's amazing. Thank you guys. So we have a Prizeo campaign now where we're giving away a trip of a lifetime with using up to a million chase points, yeah. 
planned by yours truly. So if you win, um, we'll fly you to New York. I'll teach you all the tricks. We're gonna, you can plan the most unbelievable trip and all of the proceeds go to Rainbow Railroad. So prizeo.com slash save lives. So on behalf of everybody at Chase, I mean, what you're doing is so amazing and we're just happy to be part of that and helping to make a difference. Appreciate so thank it. you for that. Uh, I have one or two more for you and then I know that the folks in the audience are dying to jump in. So um, you're kind of known as a maximizer of points, the ultimate maximizer of points. When you think about using your points, are there a couple of things on your checklist that you'd yep. want to share with the, with the audience on how to make the most of their points? Absolutely. So, you know, if you've got ultimate rewards points with the Sapphire card, you know, there's a couple key ways you can use your points. Um, the easiest is just going in and you can redeem for statement credit or for gift cards. You can book through um, ultimate rewards yep. travel. So if you've got preferred, you're going to get uh, 1.25 cents per point. If you've got a reserve card, which um, I know a lot of people will say the reserve, it's $450, but my dad taught me something when I was a kid, like cheap is expensive, so if you travel, um, the reserve comes with a $300 travel credit off the bat, so you're really paying 150 bucks a year for a card that gives you lounge access, that gives you 3X on all travel and dining. So even though Sapphire preferred 95 and 2X, you know, I won't get too into the weeds, but the reserve is generally, it won our, um, our readers, 50,000 of our readers voted last year and the reserve won the best kind of premium card out there. There's actually a, um, I wore it on stage at our award ceremony. It was a, a custom blazer adorned in Sapphire reserve cards. So <laughs> to say I'm a fan would be an understatement. But um, so that's, you know, Chase Ultimate Reward Travel. It's super easy to book flights, any flight, pretty much any airline, cruise. But, you know, if you want to, up it to the next level, Chase allows you to transfer to partners like United and Hyatt. I know my assistant um, who has been working for me for six months now, she's got, at the points guy, one of our unique perks is we actually reimburse for credit card fees for our employees, so, because uh, it's part of our culture. So she's now a Chase Point expert. She just went to Mallorca, you know, with a $1,300 a night hotel that she was able to use 30,000 Hyatt points. So it's when you amazing. think it, she's getting like four cents per point in value, which is really if you redeem at the Park Hyatt Paris, or if you go to the Maldives, the Park Hyatt Maldives, only 25,000 points a night for a $1,000 hotel. So when you're doing the math, right. that's four cents per point in value. So as much as one and a half is good for flexibility, 4% <laughs> can be better. And then when you think when you're earning three points per dollar on your travel and dining, and if you were to redeem at four cents a point, you're getting 12 and a half percent back. So that's what I get excited about as the points guy. So you know, for everyday people, consumers who want just cash back, you know, that one and a half percent is definitely a solid, no annual fee, simple, it's a no-brainer. If you want to play the points game, you can get unbelievable rewards. But it does take a little bit of time and effort. And there's a bit of a treasure hunt element to it, because even some of the point transfer airlines, yep. you have to think more broadly than some of the majors, right? You talked about Ethiopian Airlines yep. and others, right? Yeah, and redeeming on partner airlines can, can sometimes be an Very amazing lucrative. value. You know, British Airways, you know, has really high fees when you go to Europe, but you know, it's only 25,000 chase points to go coach from the West Coast to Hawaii. Um, on, you know, that's economy, but it's on a flight that could be $800. So that's, you know, it's not just first class to the Maldives. Um, and that's why, you know, at the Point Sky, we last year acquired a site called Mommy Points. We now have a whole family travel vertical. We have 100 employees at the Point Sky now. Our, our editorial staff is from all walks of life. We just hired a military points expert because companies like Chase will actually due to the CARD Act, help um, pay for the annual fees of active duty military, which is awesome. Thank you guys for supporting our troops. Yep. But the points transfer game is where there's a lot of uh, value. And, and if, you know, 
the points guy we have, how to maximize chase points, Google it, and we've got a whole team of experts constantly digging in. So I, that's what I love about points. I mean, they're a currency that the more you mine your knowledge in, the more valuable they become. How cool is that? Anything we should watch out for? Any pitfalls? Any pitfalls? No, I mean, I think it still boggles my mind how often people like still use cash to pay. You know, I'm at, when I'm at Starbucks and I'm just like, no. <laughs> That's true because I understand every single every dollar every, counts. Every and, dollar and I know counts people towards will, your points. So even if you get the reserve card and you forget to update, you know, Uber's 3x using reserves. So I know a lot of people, it's, yes, it's a little bit of a pain when you get a new card to update. But, you know, streaming this quarter is, um, you know, 5x on freedom. So if you've got that card, like, pay attention to the rotating categories. Um, I think a lot of people get complacent. And yes, it's not fun to change your account. But when you start realizing the value of these points and the money you're leaving on the table by not maximizing, and then I will say just, you know, as a consumer expert, if you're carrying big balances and you're paying interest, you're likely going to negate the value of all those points. So the goal is to pay your bills off in full every month or as much as you can so that you reap the value of the points without, you know, getting That getting is such a good fees. point because credit cards are such a wonderful way to pay. They're a safe way to pay. You can get protections, protections and, and you get points and other perks, but it never masks the need to always be responsible, yep. spend wisely, and make sure your credit score is always on Absolutely. the rise, right? And you guys give free FICO scores. We do. Yep. We have something called Credit Journey. So all of our customers and anybody who isn't a customer can get a free access to a credit score with alerts and tips on how to yep. improve it. So it's really important because that credit card is yep. a really important piece of your overall financial strategy. Yeah, and I, you know, we actually are about to embark this fall on a college tour. I spoke at a couple college campuses. You know, a lot of people just are not educated. And I That's think right. in the branch, you guys do an amazing job at helping educate people. In fact, I always joke, we're across the street from a Chase branch. And whenever my ego's down, like, I'll walk into a Chase branch because so many of your bankers actually have printouts of the points guy, like stuff to help yes. inform consumers. <laughs> you know, for, for anyone out there, I know a lot of people, you know, we're told credit's bad, bad, don't do it. And certainly for a certain population of people who are in debt or can't pay, then absolutely not. But for average consumers who are smart about their finances, and FICO says on their website what goes into a credit score. It's not a secret. It's paying your bills on time and keeping your debt to credit ratio low. So actually, you know, our readers may have a couple credit cards. The more available credit you have, as long as you pay it on time, that's 35% of your score. And then you pay it down. So if you actually get it one credit card or two credit cards over time, you have more available credit and you're using less. So your score actually it's goes up. It's a great way to build your credit build over your time, credit. which so then even helps you as you think about Starting with the Freedom card, you know, start with the card, you know, maybe that doesn't have an annual fee, yeah. that makes it very easy to pay and gives transparency. And then, you know, you graduate to the, to the Sapphire and then on the business side, the business cards are... The ink card is ink a preferred really good... Is a, if you've got a small business, 80,000 point sign-up bonus, um, that, you know, is really rich. So. You know, and it's smart, too, to have a small business credit card, not only to separate your finances, but small business credit cards sit on your small business uh, or your business credit report. So it's still guaranteed by your personal credit, but they don't affect your utilization, which is an important factor of your personal score. That's amazing. Thank you so much for those tips. So, guys, does anybody in the audience have anything that they want to ask Brian? All right. Hi. Thanks so much for coming out. Uh, big follower of the points guy, especially the AvGeek stuff with the reviews. Really awesome. My question has to do with the Starwood Marriott merger. I think it's no secret that it really could be going better. Mm -hmm. I think Richard Kerr, one of your contributors, yep. posted an article 
about Marriott CEO Arn Sorensen being out to lunch. Yep. And then it got taken down. Yep. So you caught some flack from that in the points community. Yep. So my question is, how do you navigate that line between being the champion of your readers versus yeah. the people who you're reviewing? And let me be clear. So we took that post down because it was perceived as a personal attack against Arnie. And that's just not how we do business at the points guy. And before that, we had tons of articles talking about the program. But I made the decision because it was perceived by a lot of people at Marriott. And we want to have good relationships in, our, in the industry. That's how I do business. So um, we took it down because it was damaging to our relationship. And actually, how we benefit our readers is by having those contacts with all of our partners. So yes, it is a tough line to draw. And by the way, Richard is who I was alluding to as our military hire. He's now our loyalty and engagement editor full time. He just joined two weeks ago. He's since written a ton of constructively uh, critical posts of Marriott. The brands we work with, Chase included, want to know when they're messing up. You know, we have a powerful platform. In the last uh, 12 months, 80 million unique visitors have come to the Points Guy. Every CEO, you know, CEOs read our stuff. So it's important for me for us to be a classy brand. So it was a tough decision because I also support our writers, and we do need to hold these loyalty brands accountable. So, you know, I think we are not paid by Marriott, you know, with these changes. Yes, you know, the CMO of Marriott is a friend of mine and invited me to an event. And so I always have to, I will do events with our partners. I'm close with our partners. It's a tough balance. But at the end of the day, our readers know, like, our readers are our boss, right? And if we're, we won't keep growing if we're not serving them. So we're advocating for our readers, but we also do want to be classy in the way we do it, you know? So it's, it's a tough balance. But I do think our coverage of Marriott's been accurate. I still think there's huge value to have in the program. I'm booked at the St. Regis Venice this year, $1,500 a night, 80,000 points a night. So, I mean, I still get value from the program. It's not all horrible, but for sure there have been a lot of blunders, which they've admitted and they're, they're working on. Thanks so much. And tell them to get rid of resort fees. Get rid of, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, I mean, we're, we're totally anti-resort fees. And obviously, the government's now stepping in. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But we're fully supportive. By the way, what, what's your favorite kind of flight review of ours? I loved uh, the 747 LL because you panned them. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, no, but um, any, actually anyone made the like Israeli, a first flight, initial flight, or a last flight? Those are just that so actually cool. made the Israeli news. Um, so we use points, actually, to pay for all of our flights. We don't take freebies from airlines and hotels, so our reviews. So they can be independent. Be independent. And Absolutely. LL, we, it was, I actually liked my experience. They, did, they served us rancid food. It, it was just, <laughs> it just, there's no way around it. I, can, I, went, I was a frat boy in Pittsburgh. I've eaten some nasty things in my life. <laughs> the food on board was truly just, it was Not bad. edible. Yeah. So, um, so but we were honest about that. And you have to be unbiased, right, yeah. in your assessment. Great questions. Thank you so much. Anybody else? So I have a question about airline cards, so mm -hmm. co-branded airline cards. Do airlines give you better status? So I have, I have great status on an airline, but do they give customers that have that co-brand card better status, more perks because of that? It depends on the co-branded card. Generally, the premium cards do, uh, United being the exception. they, And this is something maybe I can... Put, well, you're not in cards anymore necessarily, but you have friends you've in got card. Friends. I'll pass on so, the message. So United actually has a, a continental card that uh, gives EQMs, but they don't currently have a premium card that gives elite qualifying miles. Delta does. American has several. You've got to spend a ton. But co-branded cards can make a lot of sense in the perks that they give as well. They, a lot of airlines will have lounge access or specifically boarding and free check bags. So like if you're paying for check bags on an airline, getting 
the co-branded card of the airline that you fly can easily pay for that annual fee many times over. If you have an airline card you can spend on that airline, you might get some perks, but my strategy, and an advanced strategy, wouldn't be putting all of your spend on that card, because you're also then putting all of your eggs in a single currency, mm -hmm. whereas you could have a card like a Sapphire card that lets you transfer to 13 partners? Yeah, at least, so like all that. in total, yeah. it's, it's... And redeem for other airlines and hotels and trains and cruises, so... More flexibility. There's more flexibility on transferable points cards like Sapphire, preferred and reserved. Good question. Anybody else? I think we have time for maybe one or two more. Um, what's the best way to get to the Maldives on points if you're planning that once-in-a-lifetime trip? So with Chase points, you probably the best and cheapest way would be to redeem on Turkish Airlines. Turkish is coming out with their new, this September, their new 787, which has a great business class. Even their older one, um, Turkish, their beautiful new airport they have in Istanbul, and it's probably one of the best business class lounges in the world. You could also redeem on, I mean, I like flying Emirates. Um, flying through Dubai is... Uh, is amazing. Um, Qatar Airlines also is pretty good for one stop to the Maldives. So, so yeah, those would be my favorite airlines to get to the Maldives. Great. Well, I think we all now need to go to the Maldives. You've, yes. got, our, you've got our wheels turning on how to get there and how many points to save. Um, I think we have time for just maybe one more question. Right, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Orville Davis, and uh, thank you for coming here today. My question is more about uh, your startup journey. Mm -hmm. um, when you started with, uh, you know, the Point Sky blog, you know, was it you by yourself? Did you have to use a, a Inc. preferred uh, business card to kind of pay for, you know, office space or even uh, further employees and editors? Yep. Yeah. So it started as me. So I actually bought the Point Sky domain uh, in 2009. A uh, friend of mine had. He was like, "You're so good at points. Why don't you monetize that?" Because I was looking for a side hustle. I was, you know, in my 20s, living in New York. But then, you know, people say, no, no, no. So I, I sat on it for a year. And then when I started the point, it wasn't even a blog. So in April of 2010, I, I loaded the site, and it was a form. And you could put in your, your name, what airline miles you had, what hotel points, and where you wanted to go. And it would email me, and it would be $50 a ticket. So I was basically like a fake travel agent, you know. But I, so I put it up on the internet, and then I annoyed all of my family and friends, and on Facebook, hey, I've got this new points booking service, it's $50 a ticket, because I love doing it. And to this day, I still love the puzzle pieces of using points to go on a trip. It's like doing a crossword puzzle, but at the end of the day, you get a free trip. You know, like, that's why when people are like, oh, I don't like points, I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyway, it started off as that, and then my dad once astutely said, like, Brian, like, what are you gonna do, clone yourself? Like, how do you scale this business? Because it can't, you know, and then, you know, dealing with individual customers. I had one once, I spent five hours working on this amazing trip to Italy with his daughter, and at the time, American Airlines had angled lie flat business seats, and he goes, no, she hates the angled lie flat on American. And I just remember being like, I spent five hours to build this amazing, like, $10,000 trip, and he was like, no, I'm, I don't feel like doing that, because oh my, my daughter. <laughs> So the business model then changed. It was, um, I focused on content, and instead of helping individual people, I was like, let me figure out how to teach. But I had no idea how to monetize. But it was, it was uh, about nine months in, uh, a friend of mine from college was like, you're writing about credit card companies. Um, oh, by the way, you know, through affiliate marketing, the credit card companies will you know, pay you for any new approvals that you send them. And I was like, the Point Sky blog, 8,000 monthly, like no one at Chase or you know, any other company is gonna approve it, and they're like, Oh, contraire, you've actually you know, shown up on the radar. And meanwhile, I had no idea what SEO or you know, the fact that I was writing about credit cards and clearly people in the marketing departments were reading the site because a lot of, so, um, but yeah, so I, I had business credit cards from the beginning. I, once it started to take off, I started hiring. You realize running a 
website. You know, I'm not a writer. I studied Spanish. My first job out of college, I was in a, a buyer for Lord and Taylor. Ended up working in HR at a bank and technology. You know, so I really had no skills um, <laughs> to be running. You know, as we got bigger and bigger, and but uh, so yeah, so it, it was it was a, you know hiring the first you know managing editor and then hiring writers to write under my brand, which was really scary. Like you know relinquishing that control, as you know you have to build. So. It was a really fun, it was a quick journey though too. In, in May of 2012, a company called Bankrate had approached me to buy a publicly traded company. You know, a, basically a year after I started monetizing, it was kind of, what the heck? Like, is this real? And um, our publicly traded company got sold to another company about 18 months ago and they've invested a ton. So I know we didn't get to talk much about the future of the points guy, but um, you know, we are coming out with an app that's gonna totally revolutionize how you maximize your points track your points, and most importantly, use your points. So we're building a tool that will help break down all those transfer partners, um, where we're gonna be working with the airlines. You know, at the end of the day, people say, do airlines and credit card companies hate you? And it's, well, clearly not because I'm here at Chase today. No, I would Pam. not say we hate you. <laughs> but we help <laughs> we their value. best customers get more value. I mean, these loyalty programs and credit cards, and they exist for a reason, right? And, and in an ideal world, smart consumers who spend, Chase wins, the airlines win because Chase is paying the airlines for the points. Like, a lot of the airlines make more money you know, selling frequent flyer miles than they do by operating airplanes. And consumers can win too. I mean, I love the fact that we have, last night at I was an event, we had a college kid who flew Singapore Airlines first class to his study abroad. You know, that's, I love that, that like the democratization of, of travel. You don't have to be a multimillionaire to travel well. So that's, you know, through the next evolution of our company will be, you know, yes, today we're content, but we're moving into technology and tools to, to make people's lives better. So I think I have the best job, helping people travel more and save money. Well, it just shows in the smile on your face. You're living your passion. You're helping the community and the world in various ways, and you're a great partner to Chase. We thank you so much for your partnership and for, for what you're doing for our customers to help them realize their dreams. It means the world to us. So thank you so thank much you for so being much. with us today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. That's it for this special episode of Talking Points. Thanks again to J.P. Morgan Chase for inviting me to be a guest on Chase Chats. This chat was broadcast via live webcast to many branches around the country. So thanks to everyone who watched. And check out your local branch for another Chase Chat in your area. A huge thanks to Pam Cotaspati, Head of Branch Banking and Wealth Management at J.P. Morgan Chase. You were an absolute delight to be on stage with. And thanks to Ashley Dodd, Victoria Buckner, Lori Colbert at JPMC, and J.P. Morgan's AV team, Emerson Williams and David Warren. And as always, a huge thanks to Becca Denenberg, Christy Matsui, Nat Rowe, and Wyatt Smith at TPG for pulling this all together. And thanks to the Point Sky podcast team, Caroline Chagrin and Margaret Kelly. I'm Brian Kelly. Safe travels.